You are now tuned in to episode 70 of the Midwest Angler Podcast. I am Scott Sturman, and I'm joined, as always, by my buddy Matt Deitch. Matt, how you doing? I am doing very good. We've got great weather lately. We've been able to get out and do some fishing, so can't complain about any of that stuff. Nope, nope, that's good with, uh, it's good with me. Uh, how I, you been doing? I'm, hey, I'm, I'm hanging in there. I'm still going to work just like normal, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I gotta say, I, my life really hasn't changed that much. You know, I, I guess, uh, the way you and I kind of live our lives, you know, obviously you as a school teacher, you, you see a lot of people every day and I do see some people at work, but outside of our daily jobs, you know, the social distancing deal, uh, isn't much of a problem. You know, we spend right. a lot of our time, uh, either fishing or in the woods on a riverbank by ourselves and, or, you know, with, with one buddy, uh, there's a, normally always six feet in between us. So, right. Uh, yeah, we're not that close. So. Yeah, or, or like, you know, 53 crappie minnows or, you know, what, in, yeah. in, that, in that range. So uh, We practice all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. We've been practicing it before it was cool. So Yeah, we're not. it's not like we're driving around with masks on. That's, I get a kick out of the people that do that. Yeah. I mean, if you wear a mask, I had to wear a mask at, to go up to school the other day to do a few things. Uh, they required us to wear masks. It's kind of weird, a little different and everything like that, but I always get a kick out of it when I see somebody driving around in their car by themselves with the mask on. It's like, well, okay, you know, you could probably put it on after you'd stop driving. But. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I you know, their own, I Yeah, guess. everybody's just really looking at this so much different, uh, you know, everyone's different. I got toilet paper the other day. Did you? Yep. I was able to get, I went up to the store and Emily text and said hey can you run up to dollar general and see if you can get toilet paper and clorox wipes well obviously they didn't have clorox wipes but oh yeah they had some toilet you paper got some butt and, wipe and i felt like you know it's like all right it's like shooting a big buck yeah well, <laughs> that, that's big good because i knew you had been out for a few weeks <laughs> right. and i had kind of been noticing right, uh, stain on your pants well but. a lot of my t-shirts only have one sleeve now so <laughs> <laughs> i didn't want to have to start cutting both sleeves off you don't got one good pair of socks in your arsenal <laughs> no <laughs> the worst part is they all had holes before it started anyway so. oh geez <laughs> all right moving right along uh no i finally got my boat out uh um I had my boat out uh, here two weeks, a uh, week and a half ago. Uh, me and Ramrod went out, and uh, you were over there, and uh, Spirit. Yeah, we started on Okaboji. Yeah, that's right. We started, started on Okaboji. Just to kind of run it and get it going out there. Right. I wanted to be on a little bit of a smaller lake uh, for the first for the first go around, just in case. And, and yeah, it's not many times you can say that you're going to go on Okaboji just to have less traffic and stuff like that right. but this time of year you can get out there and not have as much traffic yep a lot of the docks are going in and uh yeah you, there there were pleasure boaters there was there was jet skiers <laughs> like holy smokes how desperate are you guys for a jet ski ride wakeboarders too did you see the wakeboarder no yes there here comes i'm sitting out there and all on that point by myself out in the middle of nowhere all of a sudden, I look up, and here comes a wake boat, and I'm just like, are you kidding me right now? Well, normally, you can hear them coming oh, because yeah. I got the music going. Well, you can't. Usually, you can't hear them coming, but as soon as they get by you, then it's just like, boom. I mean, I thought I felt like I was in the middle of the NWA video, so <laughs> yeah. I thought I was back in the early 90s. So yeah, little, little Troy want to be a baller. That's, <laughs> that's, always a, that's <laughs> usually one that they're all yep, rocking. Yep. They, always, they always rock the same kind of music. You but, can tell, like, oh, but like, here comes a wakeboarder. Here's the kid out behind it wakeboarding and stuff and i'm just like holy buckets he fell in a couple times and i was like man this water's like lower 40 degrees at that that day it was yeah was just like, yeah i don't know so yeah we were out there and yep we uh, we didn't that's where we, we started didn't, yeah we didn't knock him dead that day no uh, it was but like we said it was just to get out there and uh get your boat running and right. get you used to it and running a trolling motor it's always something different for somebody that's never really done it before yep. to get up there and you know just to figure it out i find myself using the remote way more than what i use that foot pedal really uh, yeah i i don't know if See, I'm, I'm my different. balance my balance you know like I'm, I'm trying my hardest to start using that that foot pedal more but uh you know to slow it down and to speed it up i can't really do it like you know just by you know to drop What's from that? three to two or, right. or whatever like you know i'm either all the way shutting it off or all of a sudden it's in turbo mode and when you got one foot lifted off and you <laughs> kick her into turbo mode then the, you then you're laying on the ground right yeah i the the remote is easier for me but i'm definitely trying i put the uh 
I put that casting seat up in the front, yeah. you know, that makes it a whole lot easier to, to, you know, just have one foot resting up there. And, you know, it, it's all about, you know, I'm. Well, and, you know, it all depends. Like, I'm used to the, the foot pedal and stuff like that. So when I'm fishing, I'm using that, uh, just tapping and you get used to it. But, like, if I'm trolling or anything like that, or if I have other people in the boat and I'm letting them sit up front, then I'll always just grab my remote and use that. It's a lot easier. Right, right, for sure. And, you know, when I'm when I'm up in the front of the boat actually doing some casting, I'm, I'm trying my hardest to use that. Like, I don't want to be casting and using the remote, but, right. uh, you know, it's, in any other time. I'm, and I think that's one of the hardest, like, most overlooked things that sometimes people forget about when it comes to, like, fishing in a boat. And, you know, we always talk about how important boat control is. And using those trolling motors is a little different. I mean, it takes a little bit to get used to, and especially like the cable drive. We both have Tarovas, so those, I mean, they're a little bit different than the cable drives. With those cable drives, the foot pedal sits up a little higher, so all day long, if you think about it, your foot is sitting up on there, and especially when you get into, like, windy conditions. So some of those guys that can get those boats into places and out of places with those trolling motors, it's, it's kind of an impressive thing to watch. It's something that you don't really appreciate sometimes. I've always appreciated how good you could run a trolling motor. When we've done those bass tournaments, like you've you've gotten us into some pretty skinny situations and and kicked her kicked her back around. And you know it's funny that me and Ramrod, you know, we were we were going through some docks and you were off working a different section of docks, uh, you know, here last week. And uh, there was one time where I, I I went for it and I was like, I'm I'm gonna do it, guys. I'm gonna do it. And I got into one and it just kind of just went right, perfect. And I, like I don't know, I just I, I felt pretty cool. Like, right. It's it's kind of like parallel parking. It's just kind of like <laughs> right? you're when a little you... nervous at first, and then well, all of a sudden you get it down right, and you're just like. Sometimes you wish that people were around and looking. Usually, usually you do it when you're by yourself, and you're just kind of like, yeah, that's kind of impressive. But nobody t- saw you do yeah, it. Yeah, you so. need someone to be there to tap your back and say, you know what, that that was nice, <laughs> nice move, man. Yeah. Kind of your own little fan club, or or like back in the trailer into right. the boat ramp. Like every once in a while, you know, you kind of get a little squirrely, and you know, I'm I'm getting better. You know, I'm I'm pretty decent at it. I don't normally have to go back and forth. You know, whatever. I can get it on one shot. You know, but I might swing the front end of the up around a little bit and whatever but uh every once in a while you know it just goes perfect yeah and, uh, yeah i don't know you just like it always should... it always goes perfect on an not as busy ramp. right right no one's there when right. when you got when, when you've got an audience you're screwed yeah i can remember a few times running into people from town here that would be camping over at Okaboji and they would just take a lawn chair and like a six pack of beer and go and <laughs> sit go and go watch people because you have, can see some crazy stuff. Have you seen that video of that trailer that went off, uh, like got unhooked oh, yeah. from behind and it way goes, up on the ramp? Oh and, my god! Yeah, I think is, I think Laura tagged me in it or something like that and said this is why I wouldn't let you back my boat in. Freaking Laura. <laughs> <laughs> No, but me and my kids, we got out on Thursday. Yep. Uh, we went over there to the Okaboji chain, and uh, it was Grady's birthday on Wednesday. So I told him, I, I said, "Hey, I'll take Thursday off if you want to go fishing. What do you want to? What do you want to go after?" And in a proud dad moment, Grady said, "Largemouth or smallmouth." And so, yeah, I, I, you know, talked to you, and you know, we kind of, you know, you kind of said, "Hey, I, I think that this area could hold some fish, and this was an area that you and I were, were decently familiar with." And uh, so we went over there, and Aubrey had a little twister tail on, and I got up front and I dropped the trolling motor, and I kid you not, it wasn't ten seconds later. She's like, "Got one," and it's like, "No, you got a weed," and it's like, "Nope, no. she's got a fish." <laughs> so yeah, just like that, we had our first bass in the boat, and uh, you know, took good pictures. She let her go, and I, I don't know, you know, maybe 14, 15 inches, but you know, it, it felt good. You know, right. all right. Yep. So we're we're kind of doing our thing, and next thing you know, all of a sudden, Aubrey got one, and it's like, you do not. Oh my God, you do. <laughs> <laughs> then it then it was a little pike, and uh, yeah, we caught northerns, we caught bass, we caught she a caught perch. a small perch. <laughs> I got a. Uh, a pumpkin seed, a right? A pumpkin seed that just came up, just, it, it, it obviously could not get the hook in its mouth, but it bit down on the tail of my plastic, yeah, and I was just, three times I pulled it out of the water, and I'd drop it right back in, and that thing would bite again, and finally I got it back out, and uh, yeah, I don't know, that was just kind of cool to say that I did that. Well, but, you uh, know, the kids got to see it, so that was even better. Right, right. 
But uh, I did crack my new PB that was a hard largemouth one. bass. Grady ca- uh, cracked his new PB largemouth bass, and Aubrey cracked her new PB largemouth bass. I uh, mm-hmm. I got mine out 21 inches, and uh, when I first measured it, I think we said it was 6.39 pounds, and then you came over a little later because I, I dropped it in the live well, and uh, you came over a little later, and it was just a smidge below six pounds then, right? right? Yep. So Those I don't know. Six pounds. Yeah, right we're gonna we're gonna meet in the middle, and I'm gonna call her a six pounder. But uh, yeah, it I was know. a big fish. Yeah, I, I should really, you know, it was it was pooping out crawdads. So yep. I should really go and take a look. Maybe that I've got a crawdad in my live well, and that would that would be where the three usually nine dropped out. But usually, you know, that's that's something that people always forget to do, like when you're fishing a tournament, or even if you're just fishing normally. And you got some fish in the live well. Every once in a while, I'll take a look in there, and they'll tell you what they're eating. Right, right. Because they'll, you know, they'll either throw them up or they'll put them out the other end. And yep. And you know, I know that I'm. I know that people will probably hear this and be like, "Boo! Why the heck did you put that fish in the live well?" You know, I I know that that's kind of a, meh, you know, some people a questionable tactic. Uh, I don't know if tactics the right word, but you know, it's kind of a questionable practice. Uh, you know, taking fish that you're not going to be harvesting and, you know, right. putting them in your live well, whatever. I will say that we released those fish. Yep. And they all... Less than 25 yards away from where we caught those fish. We worked the exact same stretch of bank. And it wasn't one. And it wasn't a long... They weren't in there a long time, and the water's cold right now and everything like that. Everybody... There's a lot of people that do it, so... Right. And, yeah, I don't care. Send me hate mail all you want. Uh, right. I'll send you back a picture of the fish, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever. But uh, yeah, no, Grady cracked a five pounder. Uh, yeah. That was that was a dang nice fish. I think that'd be up over twenty inches. Uh, you guys had a twenty awesome inch. day. We did. We our best five went twenty pounds, six ounces or six something ounces. Like that. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a hell of a day. Yep. Kids, yeah. kids. I mean, the one time I all of a sudden I hear them both hooting and howling over there because. You know, Aubrey, I got one on, and all of a sudden, Grady's just like, I got one too. And it's yep. just like, all right, I look over there, and you're reaching down, trying to lip both of them at the same time. That was kind of fun to watch. Yep, and it was fun. We uh, we stopped at Quick Trip before we got out there, and we bought a whole slew of ham and cheese sandwiches and uh, some blueberry donuts. We had a whole bunch of bottles of water, and like, it was just kind of funny, the kids, you know, eating them ham and cheese sandwiches. Mmm, these are the best ham and cheese sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, this is just the all-American day. Like, everything just went right, and, you know, we caught a lot of fish. The kids, we got sunburned. Well, you didn't fierce. catch many fish, according to the kids. <laughs> I still, like, it's just mind-blowing to me. Like, Grady's trying to tell me, like, I caught eight fish. And so I'm like, well, how many northerns have I caught? I don't know, like five. Well, how many bass have I caught? I don't know, like ten. Well, then I've caught more than eight fish. Like... Oh, whatever, Gra- man. Grady experienced a little bit of me that day because he was a little grumpy. He was, yeah. Everybody else was catching fish, and he, he hadn't caught one yet. And it was just like, I, I felt his pain. We've all been there before, and it's just like, just keep, all you need is that one, man. All you need is that one. And then he finally got, his first one was a nice one. Too. Right, right. Grady went a few hours without catching fish, and it doesn't help when Aubrey was really smacking them. And, right. and I was doing good and whatever, and so I... I just kept thinking in my mind, like, you know, oh, you know, you know, I was kind of being hard on him because he was kind of losing interest. And next thing you know, he's just kind of casting out 12 feet away from the boat. And, you know, when he's reeling in, he's wiggling around his rod and he's not paying attention. And it's like, you know, Grady, you, you're not going to catch him if you, if you don't start concentrating. Mm-hmm. And, uh, finally I'm like, you know what? Like, we're going to switch rods. Like, I think that rod isn't very good, right. you know, just to kind of give him a little something in his head. And we did, and we switched the rods. And next thing you know, he, he'd caught one. And after he caught the one, then it was like, you know, the confidence yeah. totally changed His casts were longer. Yep. You know, he, he was more steady on his, on his retrieves and, you know, yep. he was paying attention and he kept catching them. And, and all of a sudden it's like, yeah, see, I, the I told you. And he, he, he can be like that. He, he, you know, he just, if, if he ain't the first one to catch fish, he just all the, all of a sudden, you know, playing from behind and he don't, he don't really care for it. And yeah, whatever. But, you know, he stuck it out and like right. you said, you had one of those days that you guys will never forget. I mean, right. it was, I mean, it was it, one heck of a day. Yep. I, I will never, ever for the rest of my life, forget that. I, I don't know that, that largemouth bass that I caught, you know, obviously is the cherry on top, but just getting out there with my kids, them having a good time, you know, 
their their attitude the whole entire time you know they talked about it you know man what a good day and yeah you know then all of a sudden you you catch that six pounder you know on top of it i mean you could have fit a two liter bottle in that yeah, thing's it's mouth. crazy how that's big crazy. those mouths like, are yeah so. that's what that's when you know when you when you got a big one when you, it's coming up there and it's just a big old melon head and then that mouth is just like holy buckets yep it's like yep that that you could have put a treble hook on a softball and it would have swallowed it. Right. That's what we're here for. So <laughs> That's right. Yep. Hey, speaking of PBs, too, you know, Kobe Bambi, he caught a PB the other day, too. Dang nice fish. Yeah, up on he was up in South Dakota and caught himself a 5'9 smallmouth. That is an absolute. 19 inches. 19 inches. And it was 5'9". Short so, and stout. Yeah, well, the state record is 19 inches out there and really? 7 pounds, 3 ounces. So. Yeah. So he Those, was a, a pound, uh, pound, pound and a half short of the state record, but a new PB for him. But yeah, new PB yep. for him, and uh, so that was kind of neat to see. It's always kind of fun to see all the PBs that happen, and I mean, this time of year and late in the fall is when you're usually going to catch your PBs or your your big fish because they haven't spawned out yet and they still got a lot of weight on them. Right. I uh I cracked a I don't know a lower 30s northern yeah. uh, on Friday right after work I went down to the river here in town and uh, the river here in town's been a little bit goofy this this spring I, I don't exactly know what's going on down there but maybe maybe the water is just a smidge cold yet and you know still waiting for them smallmouth to come through but we haven't been getting into the smallmouth really good but I was kind of relieved uh, on Friday I broke off on three northerns and I got one in. Right. And, you know, I, I was not targeting northerns. I'm targeting smallmouth. So I had eight-pound test on, you know, a medium light rod and whatever. But uh, I got one northern in, and I would assume it was 32, 33 inches, some, somewhere in that ballpark. But it does always seem every single year like the northerns start really kicking yep. off. And then, then the about a week mouth. later, the smallmouth start kicking it's, off. It's, so It's usually right around that last week of April that we're getting into here and then that first week. Of May. May, yep. Because I can always remember when the, with with the class that I used to teach when we go down there, it would, that's when it would be. And it always seems like you that mid that morning actually is, seems like a better bite. Than right, right. The you know the later afternoon evenings. Yep. But no, it was. I don't know. I I enjoyed catching that northern. It was one thing that that's really crazy about the river fish here. You know, like a 30, 33, 34 inch northern, whatever it was. You know, that's a that's a nice long northern. But man, are they skinny? You know, like I mean, it it's no fatter than a freaking twenty ounce bottle of pop, yeah, and it's it's it just seems like river fish never get to be as thick as yeah. It's just know, a totally different deal, and so yeah, our our river hopefully you know hopefully it's coming around here pretty soon. We have caught a couple smallmouth out of it, but it it definitely is not. Uh, it's not kicking them out like I in my head I feel it should be, but hopefully we're two three weeks out and right. Uh, at that point in time then and, uh, and usually we don't usually get a really fish it up until this point anyways because usually it's we've had it flooding. flooded yeah. after the snow has melted uh yeah there's always a, a lot of different things and usually the water you know we didn't have as much runoff this year yet so right it's it's, really it's shaping clear. up to be perfect if yeah it, hopefully if it, i mean if it happens yeah, it will yep so, uh, speaking of our river, going over to the Missouri River, uh, that thing's been kicking out some fish. Yeah, it has. I mean, the bite just has been solid out there, it seems like. Um, that Chamberlain area, catching yep. your, you know, your normal eater size fish, good fish, you know, for table fare. Haven't heard any, like, real big ones there, but. Right. You just go north. <laughs> go north, and uh, Jason Mitchell, who probably pert near everybody knows, uh, he caught himself a dinger south of Bismarck and uh, 34 inches. And uh, I think basically everybody in their heart feels that that would have been the potential new state record. Um, it needed to beat 15 pounds, 13 ounces. And I think they're feeling that that thing would have been well into the 16s. Right. And, uh, yeah. Because it was a full inch and a half, I think, longer. Full inch and a half longer than the current state record. Which you know, it the length doesn't always make a difference. But right, this thing but, had a belly on it. Oh yeah, so, it's uh, a big fish. You know, it wasn't like it was a long and lean one. This this thing was big, and uh, I just cannot believe he does not have a digital scale in his. Boat. Right out of everyone in the whole entire world that should have a digital scale, he didn't. But uh, 
I, I'm, I'm curious to know how their state records, if, if you have a witness and you have a digital scale, then do you bring the digital scale in and they kind of count? No, you they, still got to get it weighed on a certified scale. You do? Yeah. So he just needed, he wanted to know in his mind, like, hey, right. I do have it. So then you're going to bring it in. I, I got to ask you, Matt. You kept, me and you decide that uh, next weekend we're going up there to Bismarck and uh, you catch a 34-incher. <laughs> yeah well, what I, are we doing i think i'm I, I think i'm taking that thing in to get weighed <laughs> i'm taking it in to get weighed i <laughs> i mean hats off to jason right you know i know craig oiler is the same way he always says that he would not you know if he caught a uh a lake trout out there right that he thought you know would potentially beat the state record he's letting it go he, he's not going to kill that fish and you know hats off to those people that's great but for me <laughs> I will be yeah. bringing it in. And, you know, the thing about it is, is walleye seem like they're they're pretty abundant fish. Yeah, especially, so, uh, you know, out there, the Lake Trout and Pactola, who knows how many there right. really are in, on the Missouri River know, system. There's right. a couple walleyes. Right. So, you know, that would that would play into factor, too. Yep. Yep. Yeah, how, I think that I would, I think that if it, it was something like that and you knew, you knew that you might have the state record beat, you know, you might bring it in. Yeah, there ain't no might with me. Right. Sorry. No, I'd probably, with a walleye, I would probably do the same. Thing. Sorry, not sorry. You know, people, this like all the walleye fishermen, if they caught a bass, they would just, they, they wouldn't think twice. They'd bring it in and see if they had the state record. And then they probably wouldn't even mount it. No, they'd, they'd freaking throw it in the, in the dumpster ditch. behind the, <laughs> they wouldn't even, they wouldn't even weigh it. Like, I don't want that state record bass. And bass. <laughs> you know. I, I feel like we've talked about this before, but I was actually just down uh, right before we're recording this podcast down talking to the local bait dealer here in town. And uh, we were kind of talking about walleye fishermen to bass fishermen, about how secretive walleye fishermen are compared to bass fishermen. Yeah, they are. But I I think that bass fishermen in their own right are are just as. You think so? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, believe me, they are. There's a lot of people that will not say anything to you. And, like, if you do something with, like, if you go out with them, like, they'll swear you to secrecy. You can't tell anybody about this. You can't tell anybody what bait we're using. Look at the pros. The pros do it all the time. Even with cameras on them, they try to hide their baits and stuff like that. So Is is that strictly a tournament deal? Or do you think the average everyday bass fisherman... You know, the average guy that's up there at, at say, Okaboji or any lake around the country that isn't fishing tournaments, do you think that they're still pretty secretive? Yeah. Really? Yep, I think so. See, like, I feel like, say, I'm going to a lake that I know that there's no tournament on, and I would meet somebody at the boat ramp, and they'd be like, so, how'd you do? And I'd be like, oh, man, we we freaking smacked them today. I, I think... Okay, I think that the, equally they're both secretive bass fishermen compared to walleye fishermen. But I think at the ramp, I think that I think that bass fishermen are a little bit more like social. Yeah. And will like talk. They'll enjoy to talk about how their day went and stuff like that. Whereas in my experience anyways, I, walleye fishermen are kind of like, it's like, oh, how, how'd it go today? Oh, we did good. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you know, bass fishermen, like, yeah, we, you know, flipping docks and stuff like that. We had some luck at or out on the deep weed edge and stuff like that. But they'll, they'll give you a little bit of stuff like that just, just to talk. But, but like, I even, like, I'm not just, I'm not knocking walleye well, fishermen. No, I know like, you're saying. I think truly in my own mind, I am the same way. Oh, like, yeah. if we were out on the Missouri River right now and, and we had gone out and had a banner day chasing smallmouth and i get back to the ramp and somebody's like so how'd you guys do and and i'd say you know well we were out bass fishing but you know we did pretty good and they're like oh we want to go bass fishing too what what were you guys doing i i wouldn't really have a problem telling them where i you know the the area where we were you know not not exact gps coordinates but you know might say you know yeah i was down by this creek or whatever and you know i was throwing uh you know, such and such, you know, doing this or whatever. And, oh, yeah, all right, cool, thanks. But if I'm out walleye fishing and, you know, me and you go out and smack a limit of walleyes, I don't know if I'm going to spill the juice quite as much right. at the ramp. You know, because, right. like, 
I, I feel like people hopefully are going to be releasing those smallmouth, but you know they're going to be keeping the the walleye. Right. So well, and you know to go along with yours there too is like there's not a, it doesn't seem like there's as many bass fishermen, so it's just like right. So it's like everybody's not going to be like, oh my god, you know, you know, like right now the smallmouth bass are biting pretty good over at Spirit Lake. Everybody's not just going to be like on that spot and just like you said, keeping everything like with walleyes, perch crappies anything like that oh yeah you know we're you know i was catching them here you show up tomorrow and there's you, you come rolling up and there's 20 30 boats on where you were fishing and it's just kind of like oh maybe i shouldn't have said anything right you could go on the south dakota fishing facebook page and you could you could give gps coordinates to where you caught monster smallmouth bass in a post and you'd probably get four likes and one comment of some dude that's like, cool, trash fish or something right, like right. that. You could go and give those coordinates for a limit of walleyes, and the very next day you could go out there and there would be 150 mm. boats in that area. <laughs> and like, there'd be 150 comments calling you an idiot, now right. the place is going to get fished out. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. maybe it's just, that might be it too, you know, it's just the lack of... Uh, the lack of interest up here in the upper Midwest, you know, for, for bass right. fishing, you know, maybe if we lived on Gunnersville, you know, then everyone would be like, you know, you told him about that legend. Well, I don't know. Maybe not. The other day when we were out there fishing, you and I and the kids, you guys were in, we were in the same area in our boats and, uh, that one guy come pulling in there the one time and I had, and I hooked into a fish Yeah, and I just kept it on the leash the whole time he was there. I just sat down and act like I was doing something and just held the boat, the rod to the side and everything like that. And just kind of was walking around in the boat. Like I had no clue what was going on and stuff like that until finally he, yeah, he just, he, he kind of came right in, in between us a little right. bit. And then it was like he dropped his trolling motor and he was gone. So right. I don't know what he was I waited, up to. Waited till he was leaving, and then I sat down and kind of just unhooked the fish at the side of the boat and just let it go. Yeah, I don't know. That's just kind of sometimes it, it is that way. I don't yeah. know. It, no, I, 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 I get that. That's a, it's a great question, and you know, it's a, it's a great observation too. It just, I don't know. It just seems to me sometimes, like I said a little bit ago, it just seems like bass fishermen are a little bit more social sometimes right when it comes to some of that stuff compared to the walleye fishermen they are a little bit more guarded they don't want people because i think that in their mind if i tell somebody information well that person's going to tell two people and pretty soon it's just going to be everybody out here because in this area like you said more people fish walleye than they do bass so. right and, and they're keeping them so yeah that's a that, i mean it's a great point it's yeah. a great observation yeah no and and, and don't take that panfish, we are I mean, knocking we are not knocking walleye fishermen matt and i are walleye fishermen also we well, yeah um, fish anything right speaking of walleye fishermen walleye weekend coming up this weekend at the iowa great lakes and uh yeah obviously um if you if you're any bit interested in coming to the walleye weekend festivities uh this weekend you've probably seen on facebook or a newsletter or whatever but uh the festivities are canceled due yep. to the virus obviously um but they are going to do an extended deal the 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 season still opens as as normal yeah, midnight uh, on friday night on, saturday yep, morning yeah yep, midnight may, uh, what is it may 2nd is that right may 2nd may 3rd is what the weekend is considered uh, for what uh, for if a lot of people don't know what it is it's just like the great lakes iowa great lakes here in iowa they they close their season down and then they reopen it back up just like what minnesota does the rest of iowa in this area is open you can go and fish for walleyes and keep them and stuff like that but it, the iowa great lakes does have a closed season on it so it opens back up and usually there's the chamber of commerce over there puts on a big event and there's a big banquet at the end and uh some of the bait shops have contests bringing in different things, but all that stuff this year has been canceled. But like Scott was saying, there is an extended contest. They've done it every year. They have the extended contest. Right. And uh, so with that extended contest, it is $15 to get in. It starts on May 4th. So, mm -hmm. so if you're out there fishing Friday night, Saturday morning, Sunday, uh, you know, throughout the weekend, you are not in on that contest, but the extended contest is $15 to get in. And I believe that they are going to tag 10 walleyes yep. and the first three tagged walleyes brought in 
uh, get the money. And so what what the uh, the criteria or whatever that they've got set up is the first person to bring in a tagged walleye gets 20% of the pot. The second tagged walleye gets 15% of the pot. And the third tagged walleye gets 10% of the pot. And that runs from May 4th all the way to August 31st. So if you're going to be fishing the Iowa Great Lakes for walleye, uh, you know, maybe not this weekend, but uh, four weeks from now, you, you can still get in on this and you right. still, because I, I think very seldom, I mean, do more than possibly one or maybe two of the tagged walleyes get get caught. Right. I think one the last two years, like one in 2018 and one in 2019. I for believe. the whole year. For the, yep. Okay. Yeah. Not just so, the walleye weekend for right. the whole entire year. So yeah, you, you know, and there's a lot of people that enter it. I, I don't know, 20% of the total take, I mean. I right. I believe it'll be in the thousands. Yeah, you'd think so. I mean, and always make sure you check those walleyes if you catch one over there because the kid that got it last year or two years ago, whatever it was, he was fishing on the end of the dock and uh, he threw it in the fish basket and didn't notice it until he went to go clean the fish. And it was just like, you right. got to take walleye here. It's just like, and, and that was a that was a big money walleye right. too. Yeah, yeah, that was, yeah so... And, and what, Matt, maybe you know, I, I, I believe I know, but I'm not going to spread false information. If you do have a tagged walleye, you bring it into one of the bait shops I over there? I believe so. I, I know that cables is one that a lot of people bring their stuff to. Cables so, or stands. Or stands, yeah. Shucks is closed. Yeah, I believe so. So, so I don't know if Oak Hill is in on all yeah, that stuff yeah, like Oak that. Hill, so, I kind of forgot about them. I think you can find more information at, uh, I think, okabojichambers.com. Okay. Or elkabojichamber.com, I believe, is what it is. Yep. And so. I believe Walleye Weekend has a page on Facebook. So yep. if you're on Facebook, go uh, go take a look at the Walleye Weekend stuff. And, yeah, uh, and like, like Scott said, $15, you never know what could happen. You could hit, hook, tag, hook into one. Right. My, yep. my question for you is what happens if, okay, you enter that contest. You have up until, I think, till Sunday night to enter the contest. Okay. What happens if you catch it on Saturday or Sunday? I bet you they don't even release them. Right. Hopefully they hopefully they'll wait till like late Sunday night or something like that to release them or something. But otherwise I'm going to fillet that thing up and I'm going to keep it and I'm going to bring in the skin. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Keeping that thing alive in an aquarium for yeah. the weekend. Yeah, the fish tank or put it on a stringer at the end of the dock. Midnight midnight on Sunday you're yeah, on, yeah you're bringing, bringing it in, in at 12.01. Call, Just caught it. Calling up the bait shop. Hey, open up. And I think a lot of them bait shops, do they go 24-7 this weekend? Uh, I don't know how that's going to work now with everything. That's the, right. thing, that's the thing that really sucks right now that's going on is, you know, those bait shops over there make a lot of money on that weekend. Right. And uh, with a lot of that stuff, not the events not going on, a lot less people just aren't going to come down. It's, it's just the fact that there's still going to be a lot of people out there fishing. So make sure when if you're going over to the lakes this weekend doing some fishing, hit up your local bait shops for bait and do all that stuff to help keep supporting them. I mean, especially through something like this. They've been pretty good to all of us throughout the years. So right. we still got to keep being good to them. Just, you know, just practice, practice the social dis- distancing like they want you to do instead of, Everybody that you got along with you going into the bait shop, just one person go in there and get what you need. And right, you know, you know, I found that pretty interesting uh, here last week when you and I ran into Doug Burns at uh, at the boat ramp yeah. and over at the Iowa Great Lakes, and uh, he had said that his phone is ringing a lot, and it isn't in a good way. No. It's for people canceling guide trips, and uh, you guys, these these guides are. It ain't good. No. So I mean, if, if you if you potentially do want a guide trip at some point in time, once this all clears up, give these guys a call and book a trip now. Right. And, and you know, I, I'm sure that you could call Doug and say, hey, Doug, I don't want a trip this year, but I do want a trip next year. Can I book something? A lot of these guides have gift cards, you know, whatever, yep. for, for guide trips later on down the road. Like, I mean, this is how these dudes make their money, and and they're getting their throats sliced, and and it's it's not good. These bait shops are getting their throats sliced. Everybody, I don't know, you know, I think everyone thinks about the grocery stores, and they think about the manufacturing plants, and they think about the flower shops and whatnot, and you kind of forget that just because this guy's still out fishing, he ain't making no money. Right. You know, 
I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of the guides that still will take people, yeah, and, and you know, some, I think, some of them I think a lot of them will. But uh, you know, a lot of people are calling them and you know canceling and and not knocking those people. Like I get it, whatever. But uh, yeah, that ain't no way to make no money if if. Uh, and, and the thing is, is don't be you know, don't be afraid to get out there and go with them because I mean, they take all the precautions they wipe their boats down they clean them out and all that stuff they're disinfecting things so you know if if you're kind of on the fence about if you should go or you shouldn't go i mean it's a personal decision decision that you got to make yourself but uh just you know i'll tell you, you who's know. still going <laughs> that's me yeah that's right me too no it's 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 been very i've you know in this time for all of us, fishing is very therapeutical. Sometimes you just need to get out there and just need to get away from some things sometimes. And just some time on the water is great. And this time, more right now more than ever, it seems like it really is. I mean, just being able to get out there and just kind of just be away from stuff for a while. It feels, when you're out there on the lake, it just feels like everything's normal. Like yep. everything's going on like it should be. But, but, I mean, in all reality, it really isn't. Right. Well, uh. With that being said, how about the weekly gripe, Matt? The weekly gripe. What do we? We, got? we have what's, never. What's, we what's have never chap, done. What's chapping your <clears throat> rear yeah, end? What is chapping your <laughs> your hindquarters? No. So <laughs> so uh, you know, in the in the last week of fishing, I have had two times where people have just really rubbed me the wrong way while I've been out fishing. And uh, so me and Matt, you know, as we were getting set up for this uh, for this uh, recording. Uh, you know, we were kind of talking about it and I said, you know, I, w- I want to talk about this. And so we came up with the weekly gripe. And uh, I don't know if this is going to be an every week deal that we're going to have a weekly gripe. If if any of you guys out there have something that really, f- really trips your trigger, <laughs> send it into us, send in, send us a message, send us a story. And then next week, uh, we'll, we'll tell your weekly gripe if we don't have one or whatever. But, uh, so this week's weekly gripe, and I've got two of them, uh, on Thursday when me and my kids were out, uh, fishing over there, uh, on the Okabojis, Matt was in a different boat, whatever. Uh, we were, me and my kids were sitting about 30 yards off the shore. Would you say that that's about right, Matt? Yeah. You guys are pretty close to the shore. And, uh, we're kind of just slowly working down the bank here, casting up towards the bank. And uh, I noticed some kayakers are coming up behind us. Well, I mean, we're on a pretty small lake here, and the wind is not blowing. The whole entire lake is like glass. And so I see them coming up behind us, and they're kind of hugging the shore. And it's like, oh, you know, once they get up to us, they're going to swing out, you know, around us and, you know, keep going. No, sir. Like, they cut right in between, you know, like I said, there's 30 yards, 20 yards. I don't don't know, whatever. Whatever in between us and the bank and this dude just freaking stares me down the whole entire time that he goes by <laughs> just kind of like what are you going to do about it and even my kids kind of turn to me and they're like well that wasn't very nice and it's like no it right. wasn't very nice and you know i i really i'm patting myself on the back for uh not saying more or you know maybe whizzing a bait over there and maybe bouncing it <laughs> off his kayak or whatever but uh, it was a guy and a gal and uh, I don't know. They're just a couple of dirt bags, and uh, well, it comes down to just a common courtesy. It, it, just knowing, like, if they would have swung out and went around you, I could have been all right. Right. But. I could understand if if they would, you know, be coming up and the wind was blowing, and they're like, you know, hey, we're kind of sh- hugging the shoreline here because you know we don't want to get out right. into those bigger waves. Like, hey, I completely understand. Or even if they would have just said, excuse us, but the way that he mean mugged me. Right. And then you're cutting through there. And it's just like, what in, what in tarnation are you doing? So then there's, there's that one. And then yesterday I'm at this little pond here in, in Northwest Iowa that, uh, no, no, uh, gas motors. So I've got my trolling motor going and, uh, it was me and my son and then a buddy of mine and his son. We're just kind of out, you know, maybe trying for bluegills, maybe trying for bass. We're not, we're just trying for anything that bites cause we got two young kids with us. So we're kind of screwing around there. And as we're out there on the, on the pond, uh, I look back and I see that, uh, a family has come in, uh, a lady and her husband and, uh, maybe a high school aged, uh, kid. 
And uh, so this lady has a lawn chair and she plops that lawn chair right down on the only boat ramp in the, on the, on the pond. Right. Fair enough. You know, you're not in the tall grass. Like I completely understand whatever, but uh, you know, so we, we keep fishing for like 45 more minutes and then we decide, you know what, we're going to pack up and we're going to go to a different lake. And so I motor, you know, trolling motor back towards the ramp and she's watching us the whole entire time that we're coming and so I kind of get like 15 yards away and she's just kind of looking at us like, what are you guys going to do? And it's like, oh, well, what are you going to do? Because that's a boat ramp you're on and we're in a boat. How do you think it got this, in here? We're going to need this boat ramp to get out. So I say to her, I'm like, hey, excuse us. Well, you know, we'll try to make this quick, you know, and uh, get out of your way. And she looks at me and she just says, Yep. And it's like, what? <laughs> like, what did you just say to me? And so it's like, okay, you know, maybe she, you know, whatever. So uh, I, I get out and I got to jump into the water to, uh, you know, because there's no dock along this this boat ramp. So I, I she she's not moving. She's right. still sitting in this her bobber still Her line is still out in the water. Right. And uh, so it's like, okay. So as I get out, like I'm, I'm saying like, you know, Hey, I'm going to back the trailer down right here because where you know, sitting, that, that's where we're coming. Ramp. <laughs> and, uh, like, I mean, she was, she was mad. Like she was legitly mad that we came and got into her secret fishing spot. Cause I'm assuming that was the honey hole right there. And, uh, so whatever. And then her husband's kind of like staring at me like, bro, you're bothering my wife, whatever. <laughs> like, Holy moly. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to sound like a complainer, but it's like, what in, what in tarnation's right. going on here? So we did, you know, me and Stuart, we tried, uh, we tried our hardest to get that boat hooked up as fast as we could get out of her way because she moved her lawn chair a total of three feet off of the boat ramp <laughs> and, uh, kind of stared at us the whole time and, uh, whatever. So we did. We got it out of there, and yeah, that is my second weekly gripe. It, it happens a little lot. boat yeah, ramp courtesy. Of, you know what? We're not saying that people don't have the right to be fishing there and stuff. Absolutely but, not. No. But you know, when a boat does start does come in, whether they're going to put in put in or come off the lake at a boat ramp, you know, it's not your fishing spot. It's not like private property you kind of got to move so they can do their thing too. I mean, it happens, it happens at some of the lakes around here too, where you're coming off the lake and somebody's fishing off the public dock at the landing, they're fishing off of it. And it's just like, it's like, it's, they're mad at you because they have to reel in their line. Well, do you want me to run it over and get it caught in my prop or what? I mean, I had it at spirit Lake that night when you had your boat over there and I had my boat over there. And you and Dusty were already off the lake, and you guys were fishing in Templar Park. Yep, yep. It's a little bay back and out of the wind and everything like that. Well, there's a little area that goes out onto the lake, and you got to come through there with the boat. And it's you can maybe get two boats through there at sometimes, uh, but don't usually, even know, man. usually you got to wait. If somebody's coming in, you got to wait for right. them to come in before you can go out. It's kind of a one way type. It's one lane road, we'll say. Well, people are fishing along that shoreline, and they're throwing out into that little area where you're driving through. And sometimes it's like, are they going to move their bobbers or not? Like you're coming in there and it's just like, the last thing I want to do is get a bunch of fishing line wrapped up in my prop. Right. Cause you'll steal, the, you'll steal 75 cents worth of tackle from them, but they're going to wreck your afternoon. Well, right. And then now I'm going to have to go through and take all that crap off. So it's just kind of like, but they look at you like, like, what are you doing? It's like, well, right. what do you think I'm doing? It's right. just, this uh, is a boat ramp. It's like, come on, this is where you, I just don't get it sometimes. And I don't know. My I guess it just comes down to common courtesy and you know if I if I'm in that situation and I'm fishing off the dock at a public landing like that, just doing getting some casts in or got a bobber out whatever, if I see a boat coming in, either they're going to put in or they're going to come off the lake, I'm I'm going to reel in, let them do their thing because right. most people it's there it's going to take up a, a couple minutes, is it? It's not going to be like, well, there goes my fishing for the night. Right. If you're in the boat ramp area, the boats have the right of way right yeah well and some people just some people just don't think that way and i'll give you a lot of credit for not starting con- you and i are both not very controversial they are confrontational people mm. so i'm not gonna start a con you know like with some of that stuff i'm gonna you're not right away right I right mean, i'll give everyone a good benefit of the doubt but you know 
I'll give them a benefit of the doubt, like them kayakers. Right. If they would have just come through and, you know, whatever, they would have, you know, even just waved, you know, and said, hey, how's it going? Or like, just hey, been like, oh, ex- like, excuse us, we'll get through, we're just going to quit get through here. Right. I, I mean, I would have, you know, if they would have just waved and said, hey, how's it going, whatever, I would have assumed like, okay, they didn't exactly right. get what we were doing here. So, you know, yay, no problem, you know, no harm, no foul. But, like, when you kind of give me the stare down, like, you right. know, what you going to do about it? It's kind of like, dude, <laughs> like, no. Like, yeah. I've got a really big hook on the end of this line, and I'm decent at casting it. Yeah. I'm decent at ripping it, too. Yeah, there's just, you run into, unfortunately, we run into a lot of those things out there. And the last thing we want to do is have a confrontation. But right. I saw a video online the other day, uh, I think it's Steve Bassinger or Bassinger. He's he's a bass fisherman. He does a lot of YouTube stuff. He'll come up. He comes up to Okaboji quite a bit. Fishes up there. He's okay. kind of down from like the Omaha area. I think. Okay. He was on a lake down in southern Iowa somewhere, and he was fishing, and he was fishing docks, flipping docks. And pretty soon, this lady came walking out of her house, and was like, started kind of saying, "Hey, can you please not fish these docks?" And he's just like, "Well, kind of." And then she's like, "Do you like when you lose a lure? Do you go and get it out of there?" Like, do you get your hooks back? Because there's a lot of kids that swim in here, and there's a lot of people that go in there, and we don't want anybody getting hooked. And as the president, you know, as the president of the, she said secretary. Homeowners of the yeah, association. As the secretary of the homeowners association in here, the doc association, whatever, you know, we'd like if you would not do that. And he's like, well, no, if I, if I lose a hook, I usually try to go in there and try to get it back right. out, which everybody does. But it's just kind of like, to me, it's just like, you know... A lot of these dock, these homeowners, they get so mad at people fishing their docks. And it's just like, it got me thinking. It's just like, what do they, you, you know, do you, do you, do you guys have to like pay to have a dock in the water? Like, is there like a tax or something like that to have it out in the water? I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. Uh, you know, I don't know if that falls under the property tax of a, of a, yeah, I'm not 100% sure on that because I do know that they can tell you, like, when you are going to add a chunk onto your dock, like, there's a limitation. Your dock right. can only go so far. And, like, if, if you've got a straight-out dock and you want to put a little L on the end of it, like, you have to get that approved and, yeah. and whatever. So you might have to pay for it. Uh, I, don't, I don't 100% know about that, but... Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm because not 100 sure. It, it just got me thinking. It's like, okay, so this is a public body of water, but now you can take a dock and stick it out in there a long ways, and then think that you own that right, area. Right, you and don't it's just, know. It's yeah. like, you know, and whenever we fish docks, we again we use courtesy. We're not trying to bang no lures up off of any pontoons. It is annoying. I, if I was a homeowner and I'm sitting in on out on my deck or something like that, and all of a sudden it's like, boom, you know, people hitting it. But it, then again, it's something I know, like, well, you know, things are going to happen like that, I guess, having it like that. Right. So, so here's something, uh, you know, going going into this week, uh, obviously we're uh, we're 49-ish minutes into this podcast, so you guys now realize that there will no there will be no guest on this podcast. But uh, I did reach out to a guy who. Uh, Got into a confrontation with a homeowner on a uh, oh, on yeah. a dock, and he got shot at. Right, this guy got shot at. the uh, the The homeowner was mad that this guy was fishing around his dock, so he shot at him. And uh, we're we're hoping still in the next week or two to to have uh, this guy on the show to talk about you know <laughs> what in the world happened and you know what's going through his mind whatever. But uh, I went up and I talked to my brother the other day and I was I was kind of BSing with him talking you know about about potentially getting this guy on there, and and he said like I don't know how you bass fishermen do that like go in tight quarters like with these guys' docks and go and cast up underneath there he said you know i would just feel like i'm kind of breaking the law he said i get that the water's public but i would feel like i'm you know stepping on these people's toes and i'm like well how do you feel that way like you know whatever and he kind of made it he 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 put it into a uh situation that kind of made sense to me too he said well my brother lives out in the country and uh, he said if somebody was trapping the culvert at the end of my driveway he said right he said you know I've got a dog that's going to run around there. I've got kids that are, you know, riding power wheels out there. He said, is it legal? Yeah. 
is it right? Mm, you know, who knows? Well, I don't, I mean, granted, I don't think that that's exactly the same, but you know, it's kind of one of those deals that it kind of made me go like, huh? Yeah. I guess I never really thought about that. Right. You know, I mean, if, if some guy's got a 212 kind of bear or 220 kind of bear down, you know, at the end of my culvert on my driveway and my dog gets, gets caught in that son of a gun, there's going to yeah. be hell to pay. Exactly. Right. Well, I mean, if I find out that some dude is flipping my dock and gets a big old treble hook caught on the end of my dock and my kid goes and cannonballs off the end of my dock, goes to pick himself back up and he gets trouble hook through his hand. I'm going to be a little ticked off. Right. I mean, it's, you got to look at it both, uh, both ways, but then, you know, a person could respond and be like, well, then what gives them the right to be able to have a dock out into the public Right, wall? right. For sure. Yeah, I for mean, sure. so, I mean, it's just, it is, it's just a little common courtesy and, you know, it's kind of one of those eight out of 10 type things or nine out of 10 type things. Most people most are going to take are, the time to go and get. Well, no, I like most people aren't going to care that you're down there fishing. Right. They understand that, you know, they're going to come down and actually talk to you about Right. They're going to ask you all kinds of questions while you're fishing. You can have a great conversation, meet a lot of people that way, but it's always, there's always that one or two people that it's just like, it can really ruin it for you. And it makes you like, you know what? I think I'm going to get better at fishing deep weed lines. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to have to deal with this stuff, but I would say nine out of 10 fishermen that are up flipping on the, uh, on the docks, if they lose a lure, you know, that gets wrapped up on a dock post or something, right. They're going to go after it. They're right. You know, especially, I mean, a lot of these baits nowadays are five, six, seven dollars. Exactly. You know, I mean, you're not going to leave it sitting there like, man, nah, I'll just go so, tie on a new one. So that's why sometimes dock owners too, don't get upset. If all of a sudden, like there's a guy like kind of standing down on it, like maybe have a foot on your dock and trying to get it out of there because he's trying to do a courtesy to you he ain't trying to right fish on your dock or anything like that or destroy your dock he's just trying to get the hook out of there so something like this doesn't happen doesn't happen so. to you right well matt you got anything else no that's about it yeah. i don't have anything either i believe that would be it that was pretty good we kind of shot that one from the hip so uh episode yeah. 70 episode 70 books. can you believe that we got 70 episodes in 70 of them there was a day, there was a time in my life that I didn't even think I'd ever be able to count to 70, you know? <laughs> you can't. You can't. <laughs> Don't kid yourself. I just wait for you to tell me what it is, and I'm like, all right, 70 sounds 70? good. 70? So is that... Is that like... How is many that, fingers is that? Is that, that like 40? Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> all right, that's it. We're out of here. See ya. See ya.